Welcome back to Return to Oz Minute, where we're analyzing the 1985 Disney film Return to Oz one minute at a time. I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm Mike Carlucci. And here we all are with our guest, Daniel MacArthur. Hey guys, glad to be back. Still trapped in this room. <laughs> Dusty old room. More or less. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, well, we'll see because minute 51 starts with Jack explaining how the powder of life works. But it ends with Jack and Dorothy sneaking into the mirrored room. So we're getting out of this room. We're busting Daniel out and going on an adventure. <laughs> um, so yeah, Jack's explaining how the powder of life works. Um, Dorothy is immediately formulating a plan the entire time he's talking. Uh, I bet Mike is very excited about this plan and what we see. Yes. I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> Oh, I can almost hear the A-Team theme music. Um, yeah, why don't you uh, fill us in on what Dorothy is looking at here? Well, Dorothy's taking her experience from the farm, where she has to use very limited resources that were left after the tornado destroyed everything. And with her keen senses, she identifies a sofa and a big mounted head of you know, a moose-type animal, and in incredible fashion, takes about you know those three seconds and decides, oh, I know how to do, I know how to use these together. Clearly, <laughs> the scheming, the little scheming face is great. <laughs> now, Dan, I know you said you weren't entirely convinced that Feruza Balk is the greatest Dorothy Gale that ever lived. <laughs> but I don't know. What do you think of this minute? Is she holding her own? Oh yeah, I think so. Okay. You can see just just the expression on her face. She's she's all gung ho and she's getting out of there. <laughs> um, it almost distracts me from. I once again have questions. How does Jack know all this about the heads? He was brought to life and then thrown against the wall and locked up like. It sounds like all this happened in, like, the space of a few hours. How does he know how everything worked? <laughs> Other than he needs to because it's a movie, but, you know. He's Exposition Jack. <laughs> <laughs> he, he learned from Aunt Em that his role is to spell things out for Dorothy so that she can be the brains of the buns. Uh, I just, he even knows, it's like, she was wearing Head 22 when she brought me to life. It's like, how do you know that? They're not numbered, like, on the forehead or anything. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Jack knows more than he should, which I find very creepy. It does get us, finally, some evidence to our discussions about Mommy and the heads. Uh, he says that she was wearing Head 22 at the time, and I don't think she's worn it since, so she hasn't remembered I'm up here. So Mommy does not retain memories from the heads. So one head can play the mandolin, one head she can be mad at Jack with, and probably, <laughs> as we can assume, still mad at Jack. Or it's the head that wanted to make the pie. I'm not sure exactly which emotion that head is stuck on. <laughs> I mean, you can eat pie pretty angrily. Not that I know, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
I had a little bit of a problem with that of, I don't think a hollowed out jack-o'-lantern is going to make the best pumpkin pie. Was this just an empty threat to scare him? Most likely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love pumpkin pie, but I've never made my jack-o'-lantern for Halloween and then many days later been like, you know, let's get eaten. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how many days went went by before she found Jack. If it was the same day, I mean, you're not eating the, the pumpkin innards don't turn into the pie. He could, you know, she just kind of carved it out, cleaned it, <laughs> added a smile, but there's still plenty of meat to turn into pie. <laughs> this mystery mom worked fast. <laughs> we still don't know what happened to Jack's mother. Oh. It must have been recent, though, because he had no soft spots yet. That's a good point. It can't have been that long, or he would have spoiled before he got to see the world. You know, this is all working out very well for Jack. Um, in my other, I have a question, but I think the answer is because it's a movie. Why would her original head be kept in Cabinet 31, other than the fact that we've decided 31 is the 94 of Return to Oz? Well, Dorothy's room at the hospital is number 31. Yeah. So it's just a subconscious thing? Because wouldn't the, wouldn't you think the original head would be in cabinet number one? You would think so. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. But, but, let's just take this train right off the rails. (laughs) Cabinet 31 is the original head. Room 31 is where Dorothy was being stored at the, uh, at the hospital. Dorothy's now in the tower for her head to be ready. Dorothy is Mombi, time is a flat circle. (laughs) i mean can't argue with that case closed oh man well but wait shouldn't one of them have fainted when they saw each other down in the palace room they weren't looking at the same head she saw her dorothy saw her older body (laughs) the body didn't see her just some other head like if you saw if, if you know if another version of you showed up just with a different head on your body. You wouldn't recognize the body. Yeah. The bodies can't see each other. All right. All right. It's holding water. <laughs> Doc Brown would have to weigh in on this nonsense, but... He's back in Kansas. We're, we'll get back to him eventually, but... Oh, man. I like it. I mean, I don't. Obviously, that's awful, but... <laughs> From a conspiracy podcasting standpoint, I like it. (laughs) Despite the amount of substantive action, if you know what's coming, this minute isn't really filled with great nuggets. Well, this minute is filmed with one of the first things to creep me out in this movie. So I, I was not okay with the doctor. I think I made that perfectly clear. I'm not down for electric healing. But other than that, you know, yeah, the Wheeler's masks are creepy. And, you know, I'm not a fan of Mombi changing her heads. That's gross. But (laughs) I haven't been scared. Jack's hand going through the uh, iron work, the scroll work on the door so that he can open it from the outside. Oh, that's creepy. Oh, that's creepy. (laughs) The back of my neck is freaking out about Jack's hands. So that's the guy in the suit, right? I think the... He's just wearing a rubber glove. I think that's a puppet hand. Because it's move the way it's like moving and... 
hang on, let me get to the actual, God, I'm going to have to watch it again. The things I do for podcasting. <laughs> While you're watching that, I'm going to point out we that... We just see the hand. Doug Jones could pull off this move <laughs> in his sleep. I really can't... I guess I the fingers are too long. The fingers are too long yeah. for a... Yeah, no, that is a puppet, and that's why I'm so creeped out, and I'm going to stop looking at it now. That, and then when they weird. go into the, then when they go into the palace, his hand comes around the door first, and I'm just like, stop, 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 we're done now. I understand why it was important to show how they got out of the room, and that he could do that because of his creepy long twig fingers. But uh, I don't know why it's so much worse that it sticks. I don't know. There's something like elemental in my lizard brain that is just like not a fan. Oh, so if you watch at about second uh, 49 to, to 50 when Jack's opening the door, mm-hmm. kind of a couple of his fingers look really reminiscent of the raptors opening the door. Oh! Speaking of lizard brain. Because <laughs> he does, he only has the three. Yeah, he's... He kind of clicks them forward. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It's raptor-like. It's spider-like. I don't like any of it. <laughs> oh. Do you ever have that where there's something in a movie where you're like, this isn't the scary thing, but for some reason it's the thing that you like can't handle? <laughs> I can't think of any examples, but I'm sure there are some. <laughs> oh, man. God. Ugh. <laughs> And it's so stupid because it's a really cool puppet, yeah. and, and and it's and we're like moving plot forward. At the very end of the minute, he and Dorothy peek into the mirrored room, and I believe Jack is starting to ask if that is TikTok. It's cut off mid sentence, but that's got to be what he's saying. Yeah, we're going going through plot at uh, like Game of Thrones season seven, uh, <laughs> season seven rate. The original airing, not the one starring the uh, the Olsen twins' kids, not the reboot. For our Mars fans out there. Oh man, I just oh now I want to watch Game of Thrones. Sorry, Game of Thrones also has things that creep me out in it, but so far nothing like this. Um, sorry. It's 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 almost the weekend in this podcast. It will soon be Sunday night. Except by the time this is airing, Sunday night won't be as exciting anymore. I'll be sitting here, clutching my Game of Thrones DVDs to my chest, and weeping, probably. Um, alright, alright. <laughs> Back to Return to Oz, where there are no dragons or walls of ice, but there is a plan. We don't get any answers this minute. As you said, this minute is advancing the plot, but we're not stop. you know... Jack's explanation of how the powder of life works is the last, like, is the end of story time. Yeah. And does he just say, so you just sprinkle the powder of life on something and it comes to life? I don't think he mentions that you need magic words. No, that, uh, that's all he says. Okay, so you sprinkle on some powder of life and we'll be good to go. <laughs> Which, again, so she did buy it from a magician... Whatever. That's not really doing magic. If you sprinkle... She's she's not using her witch powers. No. Who is this magician, do you guys think? (laughs) No, no. 
Because in the Wizard of Oz, the wizard is a magician, right? In Kansas? Or is he just a fortune teller? Uh, I thought he was a general magician. Okay. Didn't he have other other exhibits or tricks? to remember exactly what his little cart said. Well, his name is Marvel, Professor Marvel, and I don't want to actually read a cracked article. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know. Why would there be pictures of it colorized? <laughs> I'm sorry. So I googled Wizard of Oz fortune teller, and there are pictures of Dorothy and the fortune teller in Kansas, and they're Color Oh, oh, these are from a play. These are from a play. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. No, so he's Professor Marvel, acclaimed by the crowned heads of Europe. Yeah, past, present, and future. Maybe he only... He's a professor in the in the same way Wolverine is a professor. I was just... Ah, oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> I was going to be a professor of what? Ah, <laughs> oh, all right. Now that we've both gotten the X-Men reference out of our system. <laughs> yeah, I, for some reason, I always thought the magician Mombi got the powder of life from was the same as the magician in Kansas in the Wizard of Oz, but that can't be. That's not the thing. That was the wizard. He went back. It was a whole thing. <laughs> and it's not like there are people wandering around outside. Where did this magician come from? And... And he said the powder of life was new. Like, that would imply that Mombi was set up in this castle doing her thing, then met the magician, bought the powder of life, and did all this. Which I'm, I'm a little, I am a little fuzzy on the, on the books, but I think that's more or less what happened in the book. I, I could be completely wrong, but well, uh, Mombi gets it from somewhere. Yeah, and the book, they bring a sawhorse to life. Like, just yes. a straight up horse. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's accept and I, I get that and that's fine but I just feel like they're <laughs> opening themselves up to a lot of questions with this yeah it's like they're trying to grow the world but they don't want to explain it yeah oh yeah sure a magician stopped by okay we've seen no one but wheelers but yeah that makes sense oh you know how it goes door to door salesman in Oz <laughs> The only guy had. She's the only one who isn't stone. His market's very limited. Aww. The wheelers don't have hands. It's hard to sell them stuff. Oh man. <laughs> this is a very. This, again, we're making this even bleaker than it was to begin with. <laughs> the sad story of the traveling magician salesman. <laughs> so if you sprinkled the powder of life on the, on the uh, stone tin woodman. Would he become alive again? And would he be a separate life from the Tin Man, the Tin Woodsman? Because he'd still be made of stone. That would come to life. And I wonder if he would still have his personality, but he would be made of stone. Yeah. So he would be a stone Tin Woodsman. <laughs> and if he then got turned back into tin, like, would there be two of them? Like, two minds in one body? Or would it just be the stone tin man could be alive again if you use the powder of life? I think it would be alive again. Yeah, he would be alive again. His body would be made of stone, but everything else would be the same. Okay. Um, Jack doesn't have a previous life to worry about because he was only just created, you know, what, what did we decide, a couple hours before this all happened? 
So do you get the, you know, basic language and motor skills? Like that comes with the powder? Or did he get that from the from the clothes or the bust of you know Julius Caesar? Were they talking? Is he alive and he's just been quiet? Oh man, that'd be so weird if you brought him to life but like he couldn't move because he's just the bust. That'd be awful. You'd have to just, like tie him to something. Like a little be oh my god, like um like the iPads on the scooters that can go around. Oh yeah. Be like that. Be fine. Yeah, I actually, I didn't think I had that many questions about how the powder of life worked, but now I really do. Because, all right, so you sprinkle it on anything and it brings it to life. Is this like a Beauty and the Beast situation? Like, could I make my mug be a friendly friend to me? Named Chip? (laughs) Seems like it. Yeah, because if it wasn't a, a humanoid, but you still brought it to life. Huh. I'm now. I mean, I'm not sh- Go ahead. <laughs> well, I don't want to spoil further ahead, but we do see that the animal head mm-hmm. alive on its own. <laughs> yeah, well, he. So, but that's what I'm thinking because um, it seems to me that the, the gump, who we're talking about, retains yeah. <laughs> his gumpness from life. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is aware of his previous yeah. life. It's just this new body that he's in. Um, whereas, like I said, Jack didn't have a previous life, so that's why that works. I'm sorry, I just keep, like, can't stop, like, glancing over at my bobblehead collection thinking, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So could could the gump talk in his previous life? Maybe we should save this for the future. Um, well, he could definitely communicate in some way. I don't know if he knew English, though. Huh. Oh, that's a good question, actually. Because it's different. Like, if you're hunting and you shoot a moose, but then the moose comes back to life... And is like, hey, dude, you shot me. Why did you do that? You shot me. You shot me in the arm. <laughs> it's like, I mean, like he, was the gump just available for hunting? Was he just animal stock? And um, Or was he sentient like he is once he's brought to life? I'm, like, I'm going to talk a lot more about gumps because I had a lot of questions. And the beauty of... Wikias provided. Oh. Um, so yeah, I I learned a lot about Gumps doing research for this. You know, I I know those get made fun of a lot, of maybe having a little bit more information than we ever needed. But man, when they come through for you, it's a pretty beautiful moment. <laughs> I I don't care, and and also you know what I I read Star Wars Expanded Universe, so bring it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should do a little plot forwarding ourselves. All right. Well, come back tomorrow and we'll advance this plan and maybe find out what Dorothy is up to. But in- Sounds good. All right. Until then, we are... Teog. Teog.